How to Catch a Fly Ball in Oncoming Traffic I grew up playing in traffic under the arcs of balls, balls hit high till they became small and black in the sky. The balls going back and all the while you have your inner ear on the car at the intersection. You don't miss the ball. You don't get hit by the car. With a car coming at you, you face the open sky. You never miss a pop fly because a car is coming at you. You listen. You turn your ear to the horizon. The ball is in the air. Your feet are moving beneath you. Your ear tracks the speed the car is coming at you. Your eye, you keep on the ball. You know a car is coming without needing to look. You don't want to stop the car, just like you don't want the car to stop the play. With your throwing arm, you flag the car around you. You figure which side of the street the ball is favoring in the wind. You wave the car to the other side of you. You may temporarily halt the car till the ball is square in your hands. The car inches forward till the ball is in your hands. Then the car proceeds. The car is your audience rushing to find you. The car came all this way, down this particular street, around several corners, jumped the exit ramp to back up round the corner to see you make this play. The car in the middle of the play is part of the play. It's all in the timing. When it was my turn up at bat, I took a few swings at the air. My swing was strong and level. I saw the ball connect with the bat in my mind. I heard the kiss of wood on rubber. The pressure was on. I had to connect. The pitch came in. I watched it go by. I took another practice swing. The pitch came in. I swung. I hit the Spaulding solidly, dropped the bat, and ran toward first. The Spaulding took off up the street, ricocheted off a car, then a hand, and rolled down the block until it settled under a car. The bat struck the asphalt three, then four times, then rolled like a giant drummer's stick. I touched the chrome car handle with my hand and ran to the second base sewer cap, where I stood with my hands on my knees, ready for the next up to bring me home. My mother stood tall on our stoop, wringing her hands in a dish towel. I felt free and powerful when I saw my pinky ball zoom off in its own direction and disappear on its own. The boys on my team laughed at the other team because a girl had made it to second. We played until the streetlights flashed on. That was our cue. We all ran back to our stoops, took the steps two at a time, hoisted our bodies up the railings, and into our houses. I'd done the work of a tomboy. I'd sent the Spaulding on its way all over the block. My mother brought Grandma Rose to my city championship softball game. I had my own cheering section. Mom, Rosemary and her two kids, Enzer and her two kids, and Grandma Rose. I was behind the plate. Catchers have swagger. And I had more swagger than most. I threatened base runners with my arm cocked behind my ear, ready to fire, and taunted them, don't even think about it. Behind the plate, I talked to every batter. I talked to my pitcher. I talked to the ump. I signaled to my team. 
This particular umpire chewed tobacco and spit brown juice over my right shoulder. The batters thought this was disgusting, but I didn't mind. I liked the guy. He had a good eye. The sun was bright over first base and right field. My mother cheered loud for us from the bleachers. It was the only place she let loose and yelled. The ump jumped up behind me and waved his arms to halt the game. Somebody was walking around in the outfield. It was Grandma Rose picking Chicordia in left center field. I jumped up from a squat and waved her off the field. Grandma, get off the field! Grandma! She waved at me and waddled off with her two shopping bags full of greens. She found a use for my big game, greens, greens you can eat.